Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already decided that Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, would betray Jesus. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, Jesus got up from supper, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had reclined again, Jesus said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, slaves are not greater than their masters, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. So I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the gospel of the Lord. For seven weeks now, Caitlin and I have gawked over Clive. From his chubby little cheeks, his ever-moving hands, his blue but hopefully turning brown eyes, to the slow-growing hair on his head. But there is nothing that we have gawked at more than his feet. Not a day goes by when both of us, likely multiple times throughout the day, gleefully squeal, look at those piggies. 
And if you've ever spent time around a newborn, I think this is normal behavior. Or maybe we're just crazy. Because we really think his little feet are so cute and small and soft. Nearly every night, we wash those feet, taking them gently into our hands, cleaning them with soap, drying them off, rubbing them with lotion. It's one thing to wash or to touch a baby's feet. But as adults, that becomes a little more awkward. There's not quite the excitement or joy around adult feet as there is for a newborn. I mean, when I wear Birkenstocks, no one comes up to me gleefully squealing, look at those piggies. And that's for good reasons. Both parties would be embarrassed, I presume. And my feet aren't like Clive's. They aren't soft or small, and I couldn't tell you the last time lotion touched them, if ever. As adults, our feet become hard, calloused, and cracked. They might be discolored by disease, gnarled from years of ill-fitting footwear, and surely they smell by the end of the day. From heel to toe, we feel there is much to be embarrassed about. So unless you get a pedicure often, we keep our little piggies covered, hidden. And under no circumstances, perhaps other than tonight, do we let other people touch them. Why then, may we wonder, Does Jesus wash the feet of his disciples and even worse, tell us to wash one another's feet? If you think feet are filthy now, they are likely worse in the time of Jesus. Nearly everywhere they walked, wearing only sandals on sandy roads and on rocky ground. Feet were the dirtiest dustiest part of one's body. And as a sign of hospitality, a host would leave water near the door for the guests to wash their feet off. And often, though, a slave would do it. On a more rare occasion, a student would wash the feet of their teacher. But on Jesus last night with his disciples, he flips the script. He humbles or more like humiliates himself. And he washes the dirty, dusty, smelly feet of his disciples. But what does the act mean? What makes it so important? Is Jesus simply calling us to wash feet because they're dirty and smelly? Or is there something more going on here? Peter is both horrified that Jesus would take the position of a slave and likely embarrassed that Jesus would actually see and touch his feet. And he replied how I imagine many of you did when you heard that tonight was a foot washing service. You'll never wash my feet. I think I heard that twice on the way in. Yet when Jesus says, if I don't do this for you, you won't be a part of what I'm doing. 
Peter takes the washing with astounding literalism, asking Jesus then to wash his whole body. Yet it's not about the feet. And it's not about the washing. It's about love. And what Jesus is about to do for the disciples and for us on the cross. In washing their feet, Jesus is saying to the disciples, to you and to me, to everyone, give me the dirtiest, dustiest parts of yourself and I'll make it clean. Reveal the part of you that's broken and bruised, hurting and aching, and I'll heal you. Show me the part of yourself that you keep covered, that you don't want anyone else to see or to touch, and I promise I'll hold it and I'll still love you. We all have that part of us, that memory, that trauma, that hidden secret that we don't want others to see or to know or to embrace. We all feel ashamed, likely embarrassed by things we've done or should have done. And like Peter with his filthy feet, we think to ourselves, Lord, if you only knew how unclean I am, how I've lied, what I've obsessed over, what I've longed for, the ways that I've hurt and betrayed others, myself, even you, you'd never forgive me. You'd never wash my feet if you knew all that. But that, all of that, is exactly what Jesus wants to hold, to bear, and to cleanse. Which is exactly what Jesus does on the cross. He willingly takes from us all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our guilt. All the dirt that covers us, all the dust we've kicked up. Christ washes it all away and makes us entirely clean. And because we have been washed, because we have felt Christ's love and grace and seen his example, we too can be foot washers. By this, Jesus isn't calling us to be pedicurist in a literal sense, not to care for feet, not to be killed on a cross either. Rather, he is inviting us to love and to be loved, which looks and feels a whole lot like washing feet. Because it means dealing with the dirt in others' lives as well as your own. It means holding the brokenness and burdens of your neighbor while they carry yours too. It means revealing the hard, calloused, and cracked parts of your life that you'd rather remain covered. And doing all of this for a person or even people that you can't stand, people who may have even hurt you. Notice that Judas is at the table that night And his feet get washed too. So tonight, you are invited to get your feet washed. 
Not because they need bathed, though they may, but so that we remember and experience, if ever so slightly, the humbling, cleansing love of Christ shown on the cross. Will it be awkward or embarrassing at first? Perhaps. But so is loving your neighbor. Which is exactly the command that Jesus left to his disciples and gives to us this night. Amen.